Hello my lovely sisters, how are you doing? It is Get In The Box here, welcome back to Furry Trash. I thought I would just hop in really quick and let you guys know about our brand new Ko-Fi shop, the number one place to buy all Furry Trash merch. Link in the description for more information. Enjoy the episode! Welcome back to Furry Trash, I'm Rose Get In The Box and this week I am honoured to have the one, the only, Kiwi Fox. Hello, how are you today? I am starstruck, first of all. Um, welcome, Kiwi, to the podcast. This is strange, having a poppy fur, quote-unquote, on the podcast. Um, As you so eloquently put it, I am Kiwi, and uh, I am a green fox, green fulf. I haven't made the distinction yet because I don't know what I am, but you can just call me Kiwi. That's easy. And uh, I am a guy on the internet that pretends to be an animal to make YouTube videos. I also stream to Twitch and I have a Twitter. Um, little lesser known thing about me is I also make fursuits and I'm a musician uh, and I'm in a band with another furry, actually a few other furries, um, Omnom, Squirrel, Roman, Yiener, and um, I am brain farting. Ace of Hearts Fox, right, okay, sorry. Can't even remember my own bandmates. And <laughs> I do a bit of everything. I mean, it's a question that's been asked of me a lot of times, you know, the what do you do in the fandom? And it's not any one thing anymore. Like, I'm not just a YouTube fur. I'm not just a Twitch streamer. Like, I kind of have my hand in a lot of cookie jars, so to speak. But it's nice because that means on any given day, I can work on numerous projects. So I, I always have, like, options open instead of getting burned out just doing the same thing day after day. So. so you have all the hands in the best cookie jars. I try my best. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that, that Twitter is among the best, but it is good for keeping up with people because there's no other real good social media right now that I use. I, I'm not a fan of Facebook and uh, MySpace is, well, gone. <laughs> so I do settle for Twitter as far as just keeping in touch with people around the world because it's fairly instant and it is all things considered it's a pretty pretty easy to use and linear site so it's it's nice to just see what my friends are up to and, and see what the fandom as a whole is uh getting into these days especially with the lack of conventions where i would normally be able to catch up with folks in person so you're known as the fandom as kiwi fox because you're kiwi um what got you like started in the fandom like what Ooh, got boy. you started well, it, it, a long time, hold on a second, a long, long time ago, in a galaxy not very far away, uh, it was this one actually, spoilers, but no, uh, back in the, <laughs> back in the early 2000s, uh, around about 2003, uh, I was still very big into anime, and I had discovered an anime by the name of Inuyasha, and I noticed that the main character had ears and occasionally a tail, depending upon, you know, if he was transformed or not. And it got me thinking, I'm like, huh, animal traits on a human. I kind of like that. What's that about? And so, of course, as one does, I got on the old internet back in those days. I, I used uh, dial-up. And I would look up fan art, and that led me to forums. And then I discovered furry. I discovered quite literally a place called the furry, uh, the furry Forum, which I ended up like joining it and meeting a lot of people and became a moderator and, and helped start to do things for the fandom, like give back as it were. And um, so that was my start was uh, anime got me into it. And then as it progressed, I got more active as far as I made my YouTube in 2006. And then 
in the early 2010s, I actually got involved with conventions and actually started making content. So it was a it was a slow start for many years. I lurked, but it was also good because instead of just like finding furry and immediately going into wanting to be a content creator, I took my time to observe what furry was, how it started and how it transformed, even in the time that I've been in the fandom, which I feel gives me a bit of a, a better overview to kind of talk about it and and do content for the fandom because I can I can speak to people of all ages and of all backgrounds because in those years I've met people from every corner of this globe uh, either in person or online and it's honestly been one heck of an experience that's that's the best way I can phrase it. Never mind all corners of the globe, literally and figuratively, like in the future. Uh, for context, this is being recorded over midnight Ireland. It's Sunday. And in the US, it's Saturday, like afternoon, evening time. This week's episode is brought to you by Letter Shop. Letter Shop is an art apparel business all about promoting body positivity, mental health and self-love. And for very trash listeners, you can get 10% off your entire first order by using code I got the hookup. That's 10% off your entire order by using code I got the hookup. Link in the description for more information. About- How does it feel to talk it's- to one in the future? It's interesting. Uh, It's not the first time I've done it, but it is. I always feel bad because I know that people live in different time zones. And the problem with America is it's almost always we're the early ones. So anytime I do something like this, I, I I feel a little bad knowing that somebody else has to stay awake well into the next day to make it happen. So I I do appreciate your dedication to the cause. So by rights, you're like in the fandom, like what, 16, 17 ish years? At this point, yeah, we're going on 17 and pretty soon it'll be going on 18 years at this point. When I went to make content, I realized that I wanted to have a name like his. I wanted to be more um, I wanted to be more recognizable, but I also wanted to have something memorable. So I, I thought about it for a while and I'm like, well, what are my favorite colors? And I was like, okay, black and red. And then I got more towards green and hot pink, which thank God the hot pink never made it to the first suit. But I was like, okay, so let's say I want to go green because I really like this color. I happened to find a good deal on the fur when I made my suit. And I was like, well, what am I going to call myself? And I, I spent a few days on the topic and I kind of settled on Kiwi for a few reasons. And most importantly, it was short, just like my real name. It starts with the same letter as my real name. And also it's easy to pronounce. It's something that can transcend languages. Like I've never met anybody who didn't know how to say my name. And it's it sticks. It's like, oh, Kiwi. Okay, good. Easy. It's you see the green and it associates very simply. So he was a mistake that was kind of a not a mistake, a happy accident, as Bob Ross would call it. And ever since it just stuck. What kind of like inspired you to start making YouTube videos in particular? Because you made them like, what, two, three years ago ish started? My first video that is still viewable went up, I believe, November of 2016. I could be wrong on the month because I did get rid of, there was another video I got rid of back then, but it was a, an old political video and that, that was just a trash fire. But what really got me into it is I saw what he was doing, how he was communicating and educating and entertaining others. And I wanted to do that. And I had always done that previously through the anime fandom. I did it with cosplay. I did it with panels. I I did it with like anime nights. So I wanted to do more in the furry vein. And the easiest way to do that was YouTube because it didn't involve a lot of travel. It didn't involve me 
uh, really changing my situation. It was just a matter of, okay, let's film some stuff, uh, edit it down and post it. And if people like it, awesome. Cause you know, for me, content creation was something I wanted to do for me. And if others liked it, cool, but it, it's not like I was doing it strictly for others. I was doing it for me to have fun. And then others just so happened to enjoy it. Looking to get a super cute, stylish or spooky fursona face mask? Kyrenaive Creations is offering a wide range of expressions for your own custom mask. Perfect for Halloween or any season. Details and link in description. So I, like I said at the very beginning, I'm a massive fan of yours. I'm a fangirl, okay? Um, like I followed your content like the last year and a half-ish. Like I follow you on Twitter. And like people will know, I don't follow anyone on Twitter. Like I barely follow anyone. But you're the one person I have like followed since I joined Twitter in March, like the dedicate, I think you're like one of the first people I follow on Twitter. Like you are there. Um, so what's it like to know how you've you've impacted other people's lives across the world with your videos? Well, first I want to say thank you for following me, and I'm sorry because I do realize that my Twitter is chaotic and also a trash fire. <laughs> but um. It is, it's it's a bit weird, and this might get a little long, so I do apologize if you go to sleep, but bear with me. But it's been a wild ride to see the effect that my content has had on others. And for me, that goes beyond YouTube. YouTube was like the starting point, but now, especially with things like Twitter and Twitch, and even, even the live streams I did on YouTube for a time, Meeting people and hearing their stories or, or having letters written to you in the mail and, and seeing people like tell you these absolutely moving stories of things that you've done for them, despite never even meeting the person or, or never knowing their struggle. It's it's both humbling and awe inspiring to me, quite honestly, like I cannot express that enough that to me personally, and I'm sure to many others in my position, it is this this almost fearsome responsibility you feel when you realize that the things you do and the things you say and what you put out there as content can really have an impact. And if you're not careful, it can go, uh, it can go either way. It can go positive or negative. So it's always important to stay mindful of, you know, where my opinions are lying and uh, how I approach, especially a sensitive topic or a very, topical issue be it uh politics or or anything of that nature so it is yeah i mean it, it just it's incredible to know and then to meet people like back before the pandemic when we could have conventions and people would come up to me and just sitting down with someone for 15 20 minutes and listening to their story and and, and listening to just the things you've done for them it, it makes you feel like almost a bit unworthy because like in my opinion i don't feel like i do anything super crazy or super um, life-changing, you know, I'm just one, one person sharing their experiences or hopefully helping somebody laugh and like helping them get through their day. But to people out there that, that can be everything to them, having that, that thing to look forward to, or having that, that new laugh to just make their day a little brighter. It's, it's incredible to, to see that. And I think going forward, that's been a major uh, driving force behind my content and the way it's shifted and in, in the direction I've gone because I sort of now having that mindfulness going into it, I sort of tailor things more now to the audience and, and how they're perceiving it, which is nice in, in a way because then you get that feedback almost instantaneously and and 
overall, I think it makes the final product that much better. Nick, do you ever feel slightly disconnected from your audience? Because at the end of the day, it's pixels on the screen, right? Like this is happening over the internet. Like chances are we will probably never meet face to face because of situations, you know, United States and Ireland and Corona. But like, do not feel a bit disconnected from people in a way. On the surface, yes. I would say that um, at face value, it is a little distant. Or as you said, I do feel disconnected because, you know, I'm looking at, I put a video up and I look at the comments and I, and my brain goes, oh, this is just a string of letters and numbers. But for me personally, I, I get around that by remembering that there's a person behind that keyboard. Every screen name, every user, every person on Twitter is a human being in the real world behind that keyboard. And I do that so that I don't take everything people say personally, or I don't take it as um, a bad thing, even if it's criticism, because it's another human being. And if I'm okay with somebody coming up to me in person and speaking to me, I, I shouldn't feel any different about it being on the, the internet. So that's to me, how I almost get around feeling disconnected is I make an effort to not only communicate with as many people as I can uh, via either uh, chat clients or Twitter or live streams. I, I remind myself that these are people, these are human beings, and that keeps me from treating them as anything less because uh, not to delve too deep into the topic, but what we've seen recently um, in the world on social media is people forgetting the humanity that exists outside the internet. And so you see sort of a decline in how people treat each other. And I, I want to see it come back. I want to see people come back to their senses and realize, you know, just because we're not physically close, you know, doesn't mean we still can't talk to each other and exist as if we were, because I mean, right now we're having an instantaneous conversation, which is absolutely incredible, given that you're literally in the future, <laughs> you're in tomorrow. I'm in the tomorrow. Yeah. Like, isn't it a bit weird? Like if you had said, if you had said to yourself, like what, 15, 20 years ago, oh my God, in this month, like this many years time, I'll be having a conversation with someone on the other side of the world who is in the future in like live real time. I would have said you're, in, you're insane because 15 years ago, that would have been, oh Lord, I have to do math. 2005, 2005. 2005. Uh, let's see. Windows XP was still popular. I graduated from high school in 2005. And the most technologically advanced thing we had back then was like AOL Instant Messenger. You recently made the switch from, this is going to be complicated now, so apologies for my tongue twisting here. It's all good. Uh, from YouTube to Twitch. What has that jump been like? Have you noticed a spike or a drop on your audience? Audience, like your content you've made, like how has that affected you as a content creator? It's been interesting. Uh, it, it seems to be different for every person I've met because a lot of my fellow content creators have kind of made the same switch because as live streamers, we started on YouTube and we kept running into issues with the content ID and the copyright system that Google put in place, which led to a lot of issues with uh, getting our accounts banned. So for me personally, moving to Twitch was actually a very positive move and I've enjoyed every minute of it. The community, uh, so first and foremost, the community on Twitch, both furry and non-furry, has been absolutely incredible. I mean, the amount of support as a streamer that you get 
uh, on Twitch versus YouTube is absolutely astounding. People that I've never met before, people I've never even had a conversation with online will come into a stream and support you. And, it, you know, if you have questions, they'll give you answers. Like when I first started, I knew nothing. And Twitch was like a completely alien language to me, learning the programs and learning how to set things up. I didn't know how to do it, but people helped me do it. Like people were just so willing to sit down and help you with anything you needed because they wanted to see you grow and they still do. And I think that's the magic of making that leap for me was I still do videos for YouTube because obviously I do enjoy pre-recorded edited content for certain topics, but for gameplay or, or any sort of live performance, it's much better on Twitch for me because it's real time with the fans. It's a better experience for myself and them. And overall, it's just been absolutely rewarding for me, um, even from a financial aspect, like Twitch has just taken care of its people so much better than, than YouTube ever could. And I, I couldn't be more thankful that my, my following, uh, most of the following came over from YouTube with me to Twitch. And then I gained even more from the Twitch community because there are people that are strictly on one and not the other. So it's been, it's been a wild ride to say the least, but it's been very good. And I, Kind of wished I would have done it sooner, to be honest. So finally, Kiwi, what would be some advice you would give to a young fur or maybe like a new furry who is like thinking about making YouTube videos? Because you were the inspiration for me making YouTube videos and making online content. What would you say to someone who is completely starting afresh, seeing one of your videos like on Twitch or Twitter or seeing a meme of yours or something? What would your advice to be to them? Well, luckily, I can say this is nowhere near the first time I've gotten this question. So I've gotten pretty good at answering it. And the first thing I tell everybody is make sure if you are going to go into any content creation, whether it is a podcast or YouTube videos or live streaming, just make sure you're doing what you want to do. First and foremost, find something that you already enjoy doing uh, and make that your content. Uh, for some people, that could be art, or it could be music, or it could be um, crafting and just having people chat with you as you stream. Because I can promise you, as somebody who has sort of changed my format over the years, once you find your calling, or, or, or rather, once you find your niche, you're going to have so much more fun with it than you would just doing what you think people want to watch. Because people are more perceptive than I think we give them credit for. And what I've noticed is if you try to do content that your heart's not in, people know. It comes through in your voice. And if you're being filmed, people can see your body language. And that can be your biggest betrayal if you're just trying to do something because you think it's what people want to watch. But if people see you having fun and you're genuinely enjoying what you do, then you're going to see much more success and you're going to have a blast doing it. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Whether you're doing this as a hobby or you want to become a full-time uh, content creator like myself, just make sure that it's it's what you enjoy. Because the whole point of this was getting out of a job I didn't like and enjoying what I do for work. And if you're just chasing trends, you're never going to enjoy it. And you're going to end up waking up going, why did I do this? It's just as bad as when I worked retail and didn't like that job. So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is don't expect to get followers right away. It's gonna take time. You know, that first video, you might get a couple views, you might hit a couple dozen views. Don't get discouraged. The biggest thing 
I see with new content creators is they get discouraged so easily. Never be afraid to reach out for help. I've actually started uh, speaking more with people if they message me privately or publicly because people have questions. And I try to give them honest advice because every situation is different. But as I'm doing now, there are some general things you can do that will help you avoid these these feelings of like, oh, I'm never going to make it. Um, so again, first and foremost, make sure you enjoy what you're doing and make sure it's something that you can feasibly do. Uh, second, don't feel like you have to spend a ton of money up front. If you only have a cell phone or uh, a crappy laptop, use it. Don't feel like you have to go broke buying all sorts of crazy equipment and you got to spend 10 grand for a studio setup and that's the only way you can do it. No, 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 no. My first YouTube video was filmed on an iPhone 4S and then I edited that in Windows Movie Maker. And I did that for the first couple until I, let's just say I acquired Adobe Premiere because um, I didn't have the money to buy it. And I used that for a long time before ultimately switching to the editing program I use now, which is Final Cut Pro, which unfortunately does require a Macintosh to run. But I did that because by the time I made the switch, I could justify the investment. But uh, I guess that's the third point that I want to make is as you grow, then you can let yourself spend some money. Like once you start getting views and you start getting that traction and you're comfortable with what you're doing, then maybe look into, okay, I want to build a, a better computer to stream or to, to, to edit, or I want to buy a better camera, or I want to, you know, get a, a lighting setup so that I can film videos at night. Uh, again, don't make that mistake off the hop and spend all your money because you might make a couple videos and decide, ah, crap, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to stream myself playing video games. And then you're sitting on all this equipment you can't use. Um, the final thing I can give as advice about anybody getting into content creation is just try to find people who do what you want to do and talk to them. Ask them specifics about how they got started, why they got started, what they enjoy about it. Because one of the most important things that I've learned as a content creator is you can do so much better in a group than by yourself. And having resources to talk to other friends, other creators will give you so much more motivation than trying to be a self-starter and, and motivate yourself to do everything. So keep an open mind and just, I guess, again, above all else, have fun with it. You know, don't take it too seriously until you get to the point that you're like, huh, maybe I could do this as a living. And then you quit your job. Maybe then take it seriously. <laughs> but aside of that, yeah, that's a lot of what I've learned over the years. And some of them were some very hard lessons to learn as well. You mightn't have known, or my guests mightn't have known, I was actually really scared to reach out to you because, like I said before, I'm a massive fan of yours, and my ultimate fear was like you either completely ignoring me or like completely like nothing wants to do the podcast or like running a mile a minute, a minute away from me, and that's okay too. Um, but thank you, you've calmed my nerves. Um, so just let other furs know. I don't know if maybe if Kiwi has shared this, if you want to, there's obviously no pressure or whatever or mm -hmm. you've seen it online, or Spotify has recommended, or whatever the case would be, I am just as afraid to talk to you as every other furry is in the fandom. So we're all in the same book here. Kiwi, it has been an honor to have you on. Thank you so much. Literally, my heart is glowing here. I can't even form <laughs> a sentence. Uh, as always, Kiwi's links to his Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch are below in the description as well as our Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is furry.trashpod and Twitter is ftrashpod. And you can support us on Ko-Fi. 
coffee. I don't know how to pronounce it. I pronounce it coffee. I don't know if I'm saying it wrong for like six months, but I haven't corrected myself since. Uh, coffee, they're all linked in the description below. Kiwi, is there anything you'd like to say to people who are listening, who have listened to the entire episode? What would be one thing you'd like to say to them as a little thank you? Well, the first thing is thank you for making it this far. First of all, if you've listened to the entire podcast, then you are a trooper and I appreciate that as I'm sure you do as well. And also just final words. Don't ever feel bad about talking to us. Don't feel scared. Uh, we're just people. I'm just another person. Uh, if you saw me in real life, I promise you, I don't walk on water. I'm just a very um, shaggy looking dude. And so don't be afraid to talk to people. Shoot them a message if you want. Uh, that goes for me. That goes for Majira. It doesn't matter who your people you look up to are. Just just be yourself. And, you know, just have fun with things. And life is too short to be scared. So live every day to the best you can and uh, enjoy it. Well, thank you, Kiwi. And thank you guys for listening to Furry Trash. I was going to be like, ooh, spooky. But I didn't. I'm sorry. You just, you just did. You just did. <laughs> Damn it. Well, there you go. Thank you for tuning into Furry Trash. If you like what we do and want to support us off air, the links to our Instagram and Twitter are below in the description, as well as links to our Ko-Fi shop and Telegram group chats. See you guys there.